This episode of Story Comic Presents is sponsored by JanusPointPress.com. Watch out for wormholes. Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 318. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com. I'm excited to have with us the internationally acclaimed comic creator and graphic designer in Oni Press, Winston Gambro. Hey, Barney. Thanks for having me. You are, as we mentioned, a, a, a well-known comic book artist and a, and a comic book designer, but you're also here to chat about haunted house yeah i've got a comic on shelves right now called haunted house a love story right yeah talk to us a little bit about that cool so it's a six issue horror miniseries it's coming through blood moon comics uh it's about a sentient haunted house that falls in love with the sole <laughs> resident inside and when that person falls for someone else the house gets jealous and seeks vengeance and then the six-issue miniseries is basically exploring the fallout from that. Where did the idea of this come from? I just remember watching uh, some horror movie about a haunted house, and I was just thinking, like, we don't really get to see the house's perspective on this. And and so often it, it's like the house is built somewhere it shouldn't be, or there's a ghost within the house. But I'm like, what if the structure itself is the issue? What if all these apparitions and endless hallways are just the house trying to express itself. How would a, a non-living object try to communicate with us? What would it understand? When it came to that, so you had the idea, was you had kind of that idea that was first put in your head. Um, what were the next steps on that? How were you able to then, did you write the script out or did you kind of like draw it out first or how did that entire process work? Uh, for most of my comics, I usually kind of the beats in mind. Uh, this one is broken up into the five stages of grief. And and so that really helps separate and kind of give a thematic arc for each issue. But okay. then from there, I was able to uh, break, break down each issue into that arc, break down that issue into pages within, and then set the scenes for the pages. Like these two characters will meet and that'll be from pages 11 to 12. And then once those scenes are broke down, I can turn it into a script and actually break out the panels. And so once that was put into place, did you actually then get an editor involved or any of that stuff? How did you kind of like get the uh, script together? Uh, I Once I do have a first draft, I usually uh, I, I'm friends with a comic genius, an editor named Ben Granoff, who... Um, has edited like my last three or four projects. And so I reached out to him and he just re read the script, gave me some really dazzling insight that changed uh, the course of the miniseries. So yeah, I, I really, I always need someone to look it over and critique it before I actually get drawing. Cause they'll always notice something that I didn't. So what part of that book did you, um, did did you kind of like that you thought was really good? Was there any part of the book that just, you know, like your editor said, yeah, 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 I wouldn't do that. Uh, just, uh, there's one character, um, in the first issue, it, it's kind of an odd 
burned man with a, a very menacing aura. And he originally was supposed to show up much later and in a smaller role. And my editor was like, this person is so, so much, so much uh, more interesting than the current role. He should be showing up earlier and be giving, given a lot more to do. Like he kind of becomes a hook for the seat for the book that will make you coming back. Like, why is he here? What is his plan? And I think I didn't necessarily have this hook and I'm so thankful Ben pointed this out to me. Do you consider yourself an artist that writes or do you consider yourself a writer that actually creates art? Uh, definitely an artist that writes. I'm more comfortable drawing for sure. If, if only because I think it's a lot easier to tell if I'm happy with a drawing, like, you know, there are just visual cues that you learn along the way that you're like, I'm happy. This fits the perspective. You can tell what's going on. And writing is so much more fluid and it's hard for anyone to agree what good writing is. And so I'm always questioning myself when I finish a script. Do you write something that you want to actually do the art for, or do you write something you're like, you know what? I bet another artist would be good for this. I almost always uh, draw or write just for myself. Um, Mm. In fact, I've written a script for someone else and then I'm like, no, this is too much fun. It's got like everything I would want to draw. So I ended up drawing (laughs) it. Uh, But I I have uh, I wrote a comedy script that I kind of wanted to be a Looney Tunes style mystery, like very zany, cartoony. And I I do not have that art style, so I found an amazing artist named Michael Lee Harris to draw that for me. I'm very I'm also I'm also curious about the your process with then with the art because we just talked about the process that you do when you actually um, write it out, write the script out. Are you a a a, a pencil on paper? Or are you all digital? How do you create your pages? Uh, for for the script part, it's all Google Docs. And uh, then for actually creating the page themselves, I uh, thumbnail usually, it it really depends on the page, either traditionally or digitally. And then I'm slowly drifting more digital with every project. Like Haunted House here was only penciled traditionally, then I would scan it in, ink it, ink it uh, with my tablet and color it. Um, My current project I just wrapped up is almost entirely digital i the first couple pages were penciled but by the end i would just jump right to the tablet to wrap up every page um and and what do you use you use like a photoshop or do you like a illustrator vector based or what do you use yeah i use photoshop i i've heard it's really not like the best uh drawing program anymore like i've heard procreate is good but it's just what i was i've been on since high school so it's all i'm used to Part of the success of this as well is your background in graphic design. Now, when you look at a page, when it comes to this, so obviously doing graphic design on a comic book right now in 2023, there's a lot of ideas like, how are people going to be consuming this either through on their phone or are they doing it on a physical purchase going an analog version of this how important is graphic design when it comes to actually creating a comic book now in 2023 well uh that's a very good question i would say like you have to 
be very versatile. I tend to always put a lot of white space around my panels now um, mm. so that so they can be resized to anything like if whether it be a website or a different printer that I might be going with, I can easily just add a quarter inch of white around it or at make it a squared off image on a white square background. So then it'll be perfect for Instagram, for instance. Webtoon is also all about the vertical scrolling. And I think if uh, if you have a full bleed page with your art all the way to the bottom and then another page under it, people will know that you're just taking a normal drawing that or a normal comic that was built for something else and throwing on webtoon because it doesn't fit the style at all so the, the stories that you're doing and also some of your other other comics that you've that you've put together as well for instance um when you have like the envelope lights in the sky um overflow as well do you consistently like to tell stories that are kind of like finite like have important beginning middle and end um, as compared to doing a an ongoing series? Yeah, a big part of that is I kind of just get bored easily. Like I, <laughs> I, I jump around genres and usually about two weeks into drawing one comic, I'm already looking forward to the next one. And then kind of a, from a sales wise, I want to have a contained story. And like when I'm kickstarting this, I don't want to have to worry about kickstarting part two in another in a year like will people come back? Will I now be stuck with a bunch of number ones at, at I do conventions and people will say, is, does this have an ending? And I'm always like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, because I wouldn't want to have to track down some random artist either. And next year and hope that I have number two done. Right. Yeah. I think at, endings are just a really important thing for me, but mostly for sales. Right. And also, too, as an indie comic creator, is also that the the idea of doing an ongoing series is kind of a vestige of trying to compare yourself to, like, one of the big twos, for instance. Yeah, that that too. I, I mean, uh, I I always tell people when they're starting out, the shorter the story, the better. Like, if you mm-hmm. can break down your three hundred issue epic into a five page story, just do that. Watch out for wormholes, because a good book is a wormhole, whether it's paper or pixels. Explore our artist books and chat books, including the winning 2022 Chautauqua Janus Prize Lecture at JanusPointPress.com. And sign up for news of our upcoming sci-fi, sensual, and literary collection, Event Horizon. This short story collection on cosmic decisions and their impact is written by award-winning author Stephanie Nina Pizzarillos and features comics, prose, photography, and original canvas work by an array of exciting artists. Visit JanicePointPress.com. How is the haunted, uh, Haunted House of Love Story difference in some of your earlier works what are some of the things that you learned from your earlier works that you're able to implement into a haunted house whether it be a graphic design perspective or a writing perspective uh so my first graphic novel was called overflow and it was a cyberpunk mystery dystopian and i i knew it was going to be three issues and i started drawing issue one like i i i scripted all of one plotted it out and then I finished one and realized I 
really should have scripted out everything because like these stories don't exist in a vacuum when they're in a book, like every chapter touches each other. And because of that, the story kind of went weird ways that it shouldn't have. I had the beginning and the end, but I didn't plan it all out. And when I said that I knew it was going to be three volumes or three chapters, when I finished the second chapter, I'm like, oh, no, I need to put another chapter right here because no one knows who the villain is. And and if I had planned this out a little bit, this wouldn't have been so unexpected. And all my chapters would have flowed a lot better. It would have been a lot better planning. So I think that's the biggest thing I learned is to, uh, you know, the old adage measure twice cut once just plan out as much as you can before you ever put a pencil down working at oni press um what kind of advice would you give somebody who is um thinking about because you do graphic design at oni press um what are some of the things that really kind of like bug you about graphic design that you see graphic design sins that you see other artists make that you like all the time like like as a as a public service announcement, Winston, what is your public service announcement you want to give to other artists when it comes to graphic design? Uh, I guess hire a graphic designer to do your logo and your title page. And it, it's kind of graphic design. You know, it's in the same realm. Uh, hire a letterer. I yeah. like the biggest thing I've heard this over and over and over is if your lettering is noticeably bad or amateurish, people in the industry are instantly going, no, like something's off with this comic. And it's all I can see as well. It's right. worth to spend that extra money to really just make your comic look that much more professional by getting a professional's touch on it. A big part of it for me is like, I try to get as much research ahead of time. I talk to the creators, like what, what book uh, do they, what, what styles this emulating? Like, are there any comics or movies that, this is the same genre as, and that's a good jumping off point. But then I usually give like three to six varieties of logos and they can range drastically. And then we just keep uh, narrowing it down till we cement something that's unique and really fits the project. Well, right. Your graphic design work is amazing. It's like, thank you. Have you ever thought about doing designing your own fonts? Uh, It's, it's just very time consuming and it's <laughs> yes, not, yes, yeah. yeah, it's not my thing. <laughs> have, have, when, when it comes down to actually like making your own, when you make your own comic, when you make your own comics and stuff like that, it, it, as you, as you mentioned too, is like how, how important is color and palette to a comic book? Uh, well, I mean, you can always do black and white comics. I mean, look at Sin City, Walking Dead. If, right. I think if you have a vision in mind, then it's a it it can be anything. However, you have to match that vision and follow through that vision. I'm absolutely very persnickety about colors. And I know I just said I'm persnickety about letters. I think I'm just persnickety about everything in comics. (laughs) But colors are very important. Uh, The palette is, of course, a big part of it, like. Like uh, it can completely change the mood of a scene, but just uh, how you render a color, I think, or render shadows, how much shadow you add. If it, is it just flat? Is it going to be airbrushed? Like the big two kind of add shine to everything that maybe it isn't even shiny in reality, but they want it to feel more cinematic. And right. I think all of this is very important. You need it's stuff that you might not be thinking of, but 
colorists and other people in the industry are are all, always thinking about and you can reach out to them before you uh kind of latch onto the atmosphere of your comic it's like a, it's a good point when we look at a haunted house a love story the other aspect of it we talked about palette but also frame like you're actually putting like um the frame around the the frame around the pictures as well i love how you actually have some bleeding out actually that's happening on the frame and also some of the color coming out on that as well um is is that something that you as you're making the the design of each page to does that reflect the the era that you wanted to portray within the story uh a bit it was more less an era more like the genre like i want okay. everything to uh kind of feel horror-esque unsettling so all the shadows are uh not not accurate to reality for an issue one all the shadows are kind of a dark red right. uh and the colors are not realistic we just passed a neon green background and what is just a normal interior of a house and i just want everything to feel off and weird and part of that is coloring outside the box at random times or having line work extend outside the panel if if you if you had advice to give someone who's going to do indie comics and they said I have, I got an artist. I got and I wrote the book and I ha I wrote it and I have an artist for myself. It's it's done, um, and then they say Winston, what's the third most important person in your hire? Is it the letterer or the colorist or the graphic designer for the cover design? Oh boy, I would probably say letterer. Yeah, because yeah, I I can't. I can't overstate how important lettering is because yeah, if you can't read a comic, what's the point? But you did the lettering as well for it and everything. You pretty yeah. much did it all yourself. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it was cheaper for me. I'm, I, <laughs> that's the basics of it. I, well, I always say I'll know I'll made it when someone is able to do the lettering for me, but I, <laughs> I just love all parts of comic creation. Part of me being so uh, particular about what I'm going for. And so I just did all myself. Right. So what are, what are some of the takeaways that you're, um, so that you made a haunted house, a love story um, and it's finished. It's only a certain amount of issues, correct? Yeah. It's just uh, six issues and all the art is done. All the scripts done, lettering wrapped up. And it's going to be coming out monthly from blood moon comics. And so it's coming out once. So basically then it's, it's only running for that many months. And then from there, it's that gives you enough buffer then for everybody that's, that that's fans of the fans of the Winston Gambra work. Are you going to have something else coming up, coming up too? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to have a Kickstarter in early 2024 for, uh, I just finished a comic about aliens called lights in the sky. So all your stuff, like you, as you mentioned before, is like it's not goofy and campy. It's not pure heroes. There's there's some kind of darkness about these stuff. Is that what what gravitates towards you to that genre? That's a great question because I don't consider myself that kind of dark person. And in fact, the that comic I mentioned that I hired someone else to draw for me, uh, that that's like very goofy. It's Looney Tunes. It's wacky, right. and 
I don't know why the things that I draw always tend to be dark and dramatic then. <laughs> I think maybe it's just easier for me to tell a dramatic story than a funny story. And so every single time though you write a script, you actually send it off to um, your editor friend who tweaks it for you and everything. Yeah, that's the way it's been for the last couple projects. And I, I mean, his advice has been amazing. So I got, I have to imagine I'll keep doing that. And so how, how do you create time for this while also working full time as a graphic designer? Uh, I mean, luckily I work from home, so I don't have a commute, but I just, uh, this is kind of what I do for fun. So I, I set aside two ish hours a night and I just always have a project to work on. I always like to be working on something. So this is how I unwind really. What, what are some of the things that you really ended up appreciating on how, how, um, the haunted house book came out? Uh, I kept this is such a graphic designer thing. I kept one template for the entire page. Like if uh, the that white border all the way around the page should be the exact same on all 132 pages. And I think that's going to be pretty cool when you flip all the way through it. Then, oh, really? I mean, it's just it's the longest thing I've ever written and drawn. It's uh, six issues of 22 pages. And I'm just really, really happy with that. Like. I think it'll look really good on a shelf. What's your advice that you would give someone who wants to actually make an analog copy of their comics? Oh yeah, that's a great one. I would say find a printer before you do anything because okay. that printer will have a template and then you can draw the pages to the template rather than, you know, draw a hundred something pages and now you got to resize a hundred something pages. Oh wow. That's a great idea. So how, then how do you define, how do you define before you actually writing it out? How do you define what size? Because we talked about how important, how important color is, how important lettering is, how important, you know, creating the frames, but how important is the size of the physical size of the book that you're making? Uh, I, I think that's not that important as long as it matches what, whatever, like I've read giant comics that are some of my favorites, like, if you ever read a Wednesday comics from DC, they were literally the newspaper sizes and the, they eventually came up with a coffee table book. That's like a foot long in each direction. And it's just giant, but it's gorgeous. And I've read mini comics, like roughly the size of manga that are 30 pages, but only nine by six. And they're just beautiful. I, I think right. you can make art at any size, as long as you know what you're doing before you get started. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah and also too it's it, it, from a graphic design perspective there's also a, a level of making sure that the size and the shape of your book kind of fits also within the uh the genre and the style of the the book that's the story that's being told within the book as well right yeah yeah i I'll, i can definitely agree with that yeah. uh, and so have you always stuck to the same size and shape of their the books that you've made uh no for for my uh graphic novels and a couple of single issues i've done like standard american comic size and then i've done i forget if they're six by nine but kind of like ash can sizes just a okay. short 12 page stories that i could sell for cheap at a convention kind of almost like a palette cleanse that i could do between big projects like i had an idea for this uh 
the story set in the world of a video game. I'm like, well, I don't want to invest, uh, you know, another year of my life drawing some hundred page story of something that I might not be able to sell. I'll just make some, I'll cut it down to 12 pages and just make an ash can out of it. Now, so, so Winston, if people want to learn more about a haunted house, a love story, um, or wanting to learn more about your work, where's the best place they could go to? I'm at Winston Gambro, Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky. You can always just message me there. You can ask your local comic shop to order you Haunted House, The Love Story from Blood Moon Comics. And it should be coming okay. to you November 1st. Wow. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Winston. And listen, you're going to have to come back on when you uh, get your next project coming out. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks, Barney. All right. Have a good one, Winston. You too. like i love graphic designers because that's like art with math like it's like um yeah i i always say i got into it because i was like the art kid in high school but this is a way to make money off of it right exactly yeah (laughs) well then i i can show it so just you know for the for the sake of for the sake of transparency since you showed me that i can show you like when i talk to somebody who's like doing comics i do this when i talk to somebody who is doing like an author i'll do this i'll just change my background up, <laughs> oh so. my god i had no idea that was fake isn't that cool yeah okay we just had to make it look like that so wow. yeah yeah i thought you yep. just had a great display in your house i feel <laughs>